solo cup of cold brew uh, from warehouse four warehouse number four we tagged i tagged him last time what's up we warehouse about what's up yeah yeah where's the love brody spends like two billion dollars on cold brew every 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 year it's like 1.9 <laughs> keep it real man in the 55 gallon drum yeah this is the second episode, though. I haven't got to say what's up or anything. Like, it's you introduce my drink, and it's bro. <laughs> <laughs> guys, there he's screw- I have a um, a great intro for you guys, but he's, he just won't let me get to it. <laughs> I've been practicing it now for this, you know, all our episodes. We'll save it for episode 20. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's going to be the best. So, again, thanks for all the feedback. Thanks for all the comments. You guys have been really doing an awesome job of giving us uh, opportunities to create content by giving us recommendations and suggestions. But again, just thank you. That, that's all we can really say at this point until we get a budget. And then, we, <laughs> then maybe we can send you some stickers, but but thank you. Yep. <laughs> what do you say to that? He, he's like, all we can say is thank you. He looks at me like I'm going to say something. I'm like, Mo, you just said that's all we can say. <laughs> You know, he doesn't even have his iPad, but usually his iPad and the look, I just knew to <laughs> shut up. Like, um, so thanks. This week's episode, uh, yeah, it's kind of a combination of multiple questions we've had. I know, uh, Christian Williams, he's one of my athletes out at AKP CrossFit. He, he kind of asked a question along these lines. Also, Gary McKee for, uh, over in the UK, he was uh, somebody that we gave some props to on our mailbag episode. And just kind of a centralized theme. And I think as trainers and coaches, we get athletes asking us this question relatively routinely. Mm-hmm. And the question is, when and why should I compete? Yeah. I think it's a legit question. Because most people, I would say, in the uh, post-Reebok era, first found out about re- CrossFit as a result of it being televised on ESPN. Yeah, I would say we had we had a little bit more of an outreach. Yeah. I think they've really attacked social media too. I think that's another thing that kind of came with the what did Janetta call it? Is a pre-bock and pre-bock and rebock. Yeah, yeah, post-bock. Yeah, post. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the social media definitely the outreach is much much greater. Mm-hmm. But also, I think your your owners are kind of they're kind of saying, "Oh shit, CrossFit ain't going to get me members. Yeah. I got to go get them." Yeah. So I think that's also they've kind of attached that as well. And. I think kind of by default when a new athlete comes into a CrossFit box, they see us writing numbers on a whiteboard. Obviously some numbers or values are greater than others. We use clocks. Um, We use these standards of measurement. So I think innately within our brains, we perceive this as a competition. Yeah. I mean, you can. And, um, but sometimes you're competing against the clock. Sometimes you're competing against a task, but I, me, I'm, I'm competing against myself. That's who, that's who I find the competition with my numbers, my benchmarks, whatever it is, trying to be better than I was the last time I attacked, you know, a certain workout. Right. But like we say, some of the people that come to our means of fitness, they come to it because they were some sort of athlete, whether it be high school or college. 
and they enjoy that competitive aspect that CrossFit brings mm-hmm. into their fitness. I mean, we, we don't have to limit this to that because as many people have, who competed prior to CrossFit, um, after they've been in CrossFit for a while, they want to dabble in the competition side even though they've never competed a day in their life. Mm-hmm. And it's because they've got confidence now. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, shit, I can do this. And what usually happens, they go watch one, right? It could be at your gym, uh-huh. at another gym. Like, who the fuck I can do that? Okay. <laughs> this per- that person just did that. I can do that, yeah. right? And they, they finally say, okay, this isn't what I think it is, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's stuff that I can do. It may suck, mm-hmm. but I can do this. And I think to take it in an even broader context, uh, people we've talked about off the mic is, you know, well, I want to do a Tough mutter. Yeah. Or I want to do a warrior dash. Or, uh, their first weightlifting meet. Yeah, like I want to do a weightlifting meet. Yep. I want to do weightlifting meet. I want to do XYZ. Uh, what's that? The ninja thing. that uh, Ninja, ninja warrior. warrior. Yeah. Those Some types cool of shit. things. <laughs> yeah. So this is, yeah, this is not just CrossFit. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're talking about. When do you compete in anything? I mean, when I was fighting in, in karate, right? Mm-hmm. When did I first fight in MMA or back then, no holds barred, but MMA? <laughs> when did I decide to do that? What, what did, what, what, why did I do that? And, yeah. and then, or even with me with the army guys, why did I want to get punched in the face? Yeah. I mean, I, I love getting, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> like it. It pisses me off, but you accept it sometimes. Yeah. When when there's a higher goal. Well, yeah. Like you want to test your limits. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, that's where the competitive aspect comes from. You know, it was me wanting to test myself, you know, with the army aspect. Could I take a punch to the face and one, not lose my cool and still re- you know, and regain my composure and be able to, like in the scenarios, disarm someone or gain a dominant position? Because mm-hmm. in reality, I might have to do that one day, you know, especially in my line of work. You know, I've been fortunate to where I haven't had to, but. Better to have that skill and not need it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> man, I practice that every day. <laughs> it's better to have it not need it, man. That's, that's, Absolutely. That's, that's, man, that's, that's so I don't wind up on those videos. <laughs> you see people getting fucked up. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy getting fucked up. I want to have, I want to be the dude who dominates it. And they're like, you this be, was a great. Yeah, you want to be the sleeper. Yeah, like you get robbed wanna, yeah. and then that dude gets smoked. Yeah. Like that's who I want to be. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, this goes to every, you know, this is just every, why, why should you, and when should you compete? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a great topic to really dive into because this goes, like you said, Spartan, Tough Mudders, mm-hmm. um, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, fucking ballet. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Six minute abs for time. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> can't really do for time. With a, with a six minute cap. <laughs> I mean, how many abs can you build in six minutes? But yeah, whatever you want to do, let's uh, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, for me, it, you know, when I talk about when I, my time with the army it was about the combatives. Um, right. Another thing that I challenge myself with is I mentioned on the very first episode I've had both my hips replaced, and one of the things the doctors ever told me is like, "Oh, you'll never be able to run. You never do X, Y, Z." Well, no, what we got to do, what we got to do, these physicians, yeah, I told, I'm not punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> we started it, man. It's a movement. Look how many people have said that the physicians said this. That, and that was, kind I of told you, upsetting and disappointing. I told you, Mo. <laughs> See, I guys, look, I say all sorts of shit that's off the wall. And you're probably like, bro, calm down. And Mo gives me the look, like he reels me back in. <laughs> look at the comments. Their physicians are holding them back. Yeah. Every single time they went in, they said, do not. 
do CrossFit. You're too old. Motherfucker, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, one of the athletes that commented, they're younger than I am. In what? This, in the doc said they 40? were 40? Yeah. 40? If that's old, Mo, you're- Put me you're, down. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. putting you down, bro. <laughs> you can't shoot me when I can't shit. I got to find something. Anybody else want? I know there's a listener. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna bro, take, I got you. Yeah. You want to take responsibility for me? <laughs> So for me, you know, they said, you know, I wouldn't be able to run or anything like that. So I challenged myself to run again. You know, it started off at, you know, 50 meters. Yeah. And then 100 meters. And I got to the point where I could run 400 meters. And a lot of it was fear because I had that doctor's voice in the back of my head saying, well, you shouldn't do this. It's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. Your hips should be good. They're fucking new. (laughs) (laughs) And they're titanium. Right. Which I still don't know why I don't get better cell phone reception, but that's like a whole other episode. Yeah. So the first immediate goal I challenged myself with was uh, it was a 5K ruck. And if you don't know what a ruck is, basically it's a run slash jog, but you usually have a backpack with, a, with weight in it. I think for this particular one, it's 40 pounds. I'm telling you, bro. I did that one time. It was a 5K. It was a competition. Stupid uh-huh. competition. Stupid competition. <laughs> but it was a 5K run with a 50-pound uh, ruck. Ruck? Yeah. That's a game changer. <laughs> Who'd have thought putting a small human on your back and fucking running? And jogging, yeah. Yeah, it's not a run. It's not a run. Yeah, it's a jog. Unless you got like a really cool pack, yeah. which I didn't. I, yeah. That is so not cool. <laughs> like that's tough stuff. Yeah. So that's a good test for your bionic yeah. hips. Yeah, exactly. And I got through it. I didn't die. So then, you know, talked to my wife, Melissa, and, you know, and I was like, well, I didn't die. I guess I can run. So let's do one of these adventure races. So we did a zombie 5K, which preparing myself for the zombie apocalypse, Brody's always talking about. Hey, I'm just saying other people see, see yeah. you viewers or you listeners have left these comments. <laughs> people, they know it's coming. <laughs> Be prepared. I'm telling you. And that, that was actually of the adventure races I've done. That was actually the coolest because they gave you flags like flag football. And the goal was to make it through the entire course and still have at least one flag. Otherwise, you, quote, got turned into a zombie. So that was pretty cool. Did you have a flag? Yeah, I had one left. I was the only one on my team. It was me, my wife, and my buddy Rob. Hey, yeah. got to be the fittest, baby. <laughs> he had those new hips. I, I may or may not have thrown my wife down at one point inadvertently. It was like football. I had a flashback. <laughs> I look, took one for the team, man. <laughs> look, if it's if it's if it's one of you or both of you, yeah. it's just I'm sorry. I'll always have the memories, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so again, you know, for me, it was an issue of challenging myself and proving to myself that I shouldn't limit to myself to what another human being told me I can or cannot do. Man, yeah, that's fucking perfect, right? Because yeah. in life we do that. Mm-hmm. We get these people that, that are... That put doubt in your brain. Oh, holy yeah. crap. And what happens if you're a person who already is self-conscious or has little self-motivation uh, and you have a lot of doubt in what you can and can't do and you're not reinforced po- with positive reinforcement... And then you, someone that you kind of look up to, they put a little bit of doubt in your head. Holy hell, what are you going to do now, right? I mean, it's, it's, um, it's unfortunate that people actually do this to other humans. And, and I'm glad Mo didn't, you know, listen to that because it'd be very easy to because it's a pretty big surgery. My, yeah. da- my dad's had his hip replaced, mm-hmm. a lot better than the knee, but the, yeah. um, he, he's young. Shit, mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing. Usually it's later in your life yeah. you, your physical activity isn't as decreased as yeah. decreased you're, it's more of a um you're doing it for your everyday life mm-hmm. you know and not and not uh, a 5k zombie run. yeah and like for me i was 37 when i had mine done so that's even younger 
and I still had, you know, I had to make sure these things lasted, you know, for an extended period of time. They're still rocking hard, but, you know, still being in military service and having to meet all the physical demands that come with that, right. you know, being, having to do the PT tests. You know, granted, the Air Force PT test isn't the most challenging <laughs> one on the planet, but I still was able to do that, which, you know, makes me fitter than the average American. Like we say, we have a huge issue in this country with, with the, obesity, you know, yeah. leading, the, leading the globe in obesity, you know. so Great I'm job, just, America. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I was still able to stave that off, right? you know, just by being healthy. And, you know, I think I would like to argue that CrossFit helped me become healthier because after I have my hips replaced, I'm healthier than I've ever been. I'm stronger. I'm heavier. But I have, you know, my muscle mass is, I'm way bigger than I was in high school when I was probably like my peak physical condition, Mm -hmm. you know, but had I not incorporated these types of things and, you know, utilized the opportunities that were given to me and, you know, having people in my corner that told me, you know, I can prove people wrong, like these doctors, you know, I remember sending uh, pictures, uh, it was a collage that I sent to my surgeon who told me, don't do X, Y, and Z. So I sent him a collage. It had me snowboarding. It had me running. It had me doing, uh, like, Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember the, what the last thing was, but I sent it to him. I was like, hey, Doc, thanks for giving me a new lease on life. He, see, he wrote me back. He was like, uh, these are things I would normally not recommend you do, but I really appreciate the fact that you're living your life. You know, I thought that was super cool. On average, that's what he's telling his patients. Don't do X, don't do Y, don't do Z. You know, and, and you did X, Y, Z, and what's he say? Well, I normally wouldn't. <laughs> you to, were wrong. He had to backtrack. Yeah, but you were wrong. And don't get me started on eighteen four <laughs> with that damn standard. No, I mean that's that's it, man. Like, there's when when do you when do you compete, right? When when do you take that step? And well, I guess a bigger question is what keeps people from taking that first step? Themselves. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's themselves. I remember my first competition. It was. Uh, back to the ranch, and uh, there's a team uh, that needed uh, two athletes because they dropped out, and I didn't even know these people, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's Nolan and Heather. No, I'm still still in talk, I'm still in contact with them to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long had you been crossfitting at this point? A while, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say over two years. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It, it's the self doubt shit that mm-hmm. you were talking about that people. And where I was a member at previously, and prior to going to our last gym, they never they weren't into competitions. They really didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like it's only for a couple people, not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I was good enough. But shit, I've been doing CrossFit for two years. I was more than ready for this competition. <laughs> yeah. But because people tell me don't tell me that I am and that I can and I don't believe in myself, I don't think that I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous as shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And for those that aren't familiar, back at the ranch, it was an outdoor, like very minimal, rustic type yeah. competition. Like you were out swimming in swamps. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> well, telephone poles, uh, hay mm-hmm. bales, archery. I think one year. Yeah, we had what we do. We had throwing horse, axes. Yeah, too, we had right? a horseshoe, and uh, it, it was it was just weird shit. Yeah, let's put it that way. It was just weird shit. It was outside. Um, it was still a big deal because it was a huge competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. It was literally at a ranch, yeah. too. Yeah. And anyway, so I was nervous as shit, when, when, but I was keeping myself from it, mm-hmm. right? But also others do facilitate. They can instill confidence saying, hey, I think you're, you're able to, or hey, I don't think you should, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes people need that, I won't say push, but pat on the back and just saying, hey, dude, you can do this. You know, just sign up for this comp. 
because I think we talked about this earlier where they are concerned that they won't do as good as everybody else that's competing and they don't want to look worse than anybody else. Or yeah, maybe so, I don't want to finish last. Maybe that's right. What it so is. it has nothing to do with their ability, their ability. It's them thinking that they're going to not do as well as everybody else, mm-hmm. which shit that's, <laughs> man, that's, 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 that's class yeah. every day or yeah, I can definitely see that in competition. Uh, but I'd say for your first competition, people's biggest fear is they don't want to look stupid in front of others. Mm-hmm. That's their biggest thing. They don't want to get there and not be able to do something and everybody stare at them. Mm-hmm. That's just a bad experience. So I would agree. And you know, you know, it goes back to um, some people don't like when they're, they're last on a workout that's four time. And you know, people are kind of, gathering around them some people just don't like that even mm-hmm. and that's your community we're not talking about at a at a competition at yeah. someone else's gym which is another big deal right some people don't want to leave their gym mm-hmm. they've never been to another gym yeah that's a been, whole other they, they haven't lived never left home yeah, yeah. they never left home and you know the same with the you know the spartan race maybe you don't think you have enough endurance to get through all the obstacles and and whatever it may be your olympic weightlifting you may not think that you um, not that you're not strong enough because you kind of know the numbers before mm-hmm. you even go out, but that you're just nervous of going out there and bombing your first three lifts yeah. and in front of everybody because you've never done Olympic weightlifting. And you're competed. on an island out You're there. on an island yeah. and it's dead fucking silence. <laughs> and everybody is and watching you. As CrossFitters, when, we're, when we get CrossFitters make that transition into weightlifting, that's a, that's a difference because in here the music's going, weights are dropping, no one's really watching you. There it's, you can hear crickets, mm-hmm. okay? You can hear the, the slightest cough mm-hmm. in the crowd. The lights are in your face. Yeah. You really can't see shit, okay? You have to perform this lift. You're on a timer, mm-hmm. and typically your lift is around 95-plus percent of oh, what your max, <laughs> right? And so you a little bit of pressure. May, you may have just nailed You should have nailed it in the back, obviously. Yeah. You should have had your openers way in advance, but it's a different beast when you're on that stage mm-hmm. and the pressure's on and you got to hit this lift that you've probably already hit a hundred times because yeah. it's your opener. I've, I've seen a Presley's Mr. Opener. We've <laughs> joked for the longest time. It's like, look, I don't care where we finished. You finished second in the nation. You, you missed your two fucking, you missed opener. your opener lift and then the follow-up lift. Yeah. We got to get that. So we always joke, like, I don't care where you finish. Let's just make our opener lift, opening lift. <laughs> so, I guess the next piece as a coach or someone who's a friend or family member is why should they compete? What are the benefits? I think, um, and I'm going to speak from a CrossFit side. I'll I'll speak on some others, but um, I know from me as a person, as a coach and owner, I love my members to compete. And I I think there's a time to do it. There's a time not to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Which we'll talk about. But I like that they do it because, they go to a competition. It can be ours. Okay. So once we hold, we hold three a year mm-hmm. and, um, or other ones they go with, to with the sickest DJs. Yeah. Like a sick DJ. And, um, but I, I like them to do it because of when they compete, they get exposed mm-hmm. and I'm not saying exposed in a bad way, but something clicks in their head that doesn't click inside the gym here. It's, they don't want to feel that feeling that they had at the gym where they didn't do as well as they thought they should have had it at an element. Mm-hmm. And maybe on that element, they've either skipped it mm-hmm. in our gym or, or when yeah. they're doing it, they're not applying. Let's let's just go to an Olympic movement. Let's go to a power snatch um, from the ground, all right? And let's just say they 
just they just didn't put a lot of effort into the training really wasn't applying like fuck i don't let that happen like <laughs> i'm just saying this is what i'm saying if they're not they're not giving something they're all they get exposed at this competition when they get exposed they don't want to feel like that again when they get back to the gym it changes their training focus. their train yes their training goes to another level yeah you know i'm going to jump in that extra work today because mm-hmm. we just did those burpee over the box and i got smoked mm-hmm. not that i didn't do well right I could have done better because people, other people did better than me. So that says I can do better. I, I have room for improvement. So when they come back to the gym, their training definitely changes and it's a different focus. And I know for me, dude, um, when I can, when I compete still to this day, I like to do it. Um, I, I don't, I can get exposed a little bit, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm pretty well-rounded. I'm not your best athlete out, out there. Um, you know, that's a disclaimer, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, I like to do it because I like to see where, but from a programmer standpoint, where I kind of line up with what I, my direction is in my head of the game, are we doing things that we haven't been training? Mm-hmm. That's what I now get from it. But when I was a younger athlete, when I would compete, I did it because I got, you know, when you train in the gym, you train just, in, it's comparable to CrossFit, you know, you're rolling around the mat for three hours, mm-hmm. right? And you want you want to test it? Is, is my shit good? Mm-hmm. Is my jujitsu good? You only have so many training partners, right? Is my stand up good? Because yeah. your training partners, you start learning each other tendencies. You want to test it against someone who doesn't know you mm-hmm. and see how well you can do. But not only that, you might not have somebody in your weight class, you know, that you train with. Right, it could be heavier yeah. or lighter, which or, is totally different. Or you, or there is one person in your weight class, and it's they're the same height as you, but the skill level could be off. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think. To test yourself, you want to see what you can and can't do. And then what I always got from it when I was a, a, a higher level competitor and in, in, in MMA and karate and, and all that stuff, I got to take, like we just said, my training was at another level. Mm-hmm. If I felt gassed or winded, there, I'm telling you, bro, <laughs> there's, there's one thing you never want to feel in a fight, and that is it's tired. It's tired. <laughs> That's the worst feeling. Because that's when you're about to get choked out. Dude, <laughs> knock the fuck out. Like, choke me out all day. Just don't knock don't me knock out. Don't knock me out, right? I've never been knocked I don't out. Wind up on a world I got star knocked video. down one yeah. time, and, and I didn't even remember it, yeah. <laughs> but I got knocked down. But, you know, that's one thing. When you're, when you're sucking wind and you still got to fight, mm-hmm. and that dude's trying to hurt you, mm-hmm. that's a weird feeling. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I'm going to use the word vulnerable. Very vulnerable. <laughs> and cross it when you're tired. That clock ain't going to punch you in the face. No, it's not. Right? It's not going to knock you out. I think for newer athletes, a good reason for them to compete is so that way they can validate their fitness and they can validate their training. As a coach, I sit there and I tell you you're doing a good job every day. Right. <laughs> I give you a fist bump on Sugar Wad. I write <laughs> some little notes about you and I tell you how you're doing and I see you progressing. But sometimes I think an athlete needs to be tested inside the lines so that way they can prove to themselves where they are at and they can see the gains that they've made from the from the six months that they walked into the gym that's a that's a great point because um i joke in our gym that you know mondays when we do if we're on a benchmark we typically run benchmarks every monday right Mm. so i say i said tuesday through friday is where you suffer and our tests are, are on monday right that's just our test. We it's the most repeatable things that we well the only thing really we repeat in here mm-hmm. is our benchmarks. With that said, along the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
through that grind, you don't really feel like you're getting better, <laughs> right? You really don't. You're not like, man, I'm, I feel great. Yeah. You know, when you're in that grind, you really don't feel it. You don't see that you are. You don't see what the coaches, trainers do. You don't see them progressing, mm-hmm. right? So when you're in that training element and you got your head down, you know, eyes to the floor, you're just going to keep going through it and getting getting your training in, you don't feel, you don't realize the gains that you've made. You know, mm-hmm. the little subtle things that you may not under, or feel, understand that your trainer does, they see that shit. Yeah. And um, it's often lost, but it's cool to not only get it tested, but also test it against because um, I can honestly, you, you can go to another gym and I've done this and you can do their programming and I could be in, in, in good shape, right? Say I'm, a, say I'm in a competing shape. Um, which I'm not now. And <laughs> and uh, let's say I'm in competing shape. I go do someone else's programming. I may not do very well, even though I'm in shape, mm-hmm. because it's just different. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get in that same kind of, you know, I try to keep it as dynamic as a programmer as possible. But there's only so much you can do. Yeah, and and but we may we may we may we're, we we we're heavy. Mm-hmm. We go heavy here frequently. You know. I knew going into the open, we need to get our fucking cardio up. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the cardio workout, we did pretty well as a gym. You know, even though we're missing our top two male athletes, mm-hmm. as a gym, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we would definitely like to have Aaron get the fuck back here. <laughs> and Brian, man, why are you moving? But, um, you know, it, it's it's good to test someone else's programming at a competition mm-hmm. because it's different. Because mm-hmm. if they program, the you unexpected. Know, it's the unexpected like we've talked. Like, it's cool to test that. You get away from your mold, and then you're like, okay, I've been training this, but I got to put a little more emphasis on that. And I think that's those are the things that you gain and benefit from yeah. competing yeah. Uh, is that you're exposing yourself to other people's programmings, methodology. Maybe they have equipment you don't normally have, or maybe they incorporate uh, some sort of implement that you've never used. You know, like how many of us locally have stones? Yeah. You know, not a lot of us. You know what? I got um, two years ago, I got buried on a stone. Oh, you told me this story. Yeah. You never lifted it before, right? It was a hundred pound stone, but, and I'm thinking, which is like more than half your body weight, but still I'm like, (laughs) I'm getting close to a 500 pound deadlift. That's a hundred pound rock. (laughs) I'm crossing it. I'm crossing it. I'm just going to, and it was like, say it was, um, I forget. Say it was 10 reps. Yeah. Ground to shoulder. Yeah. I'll be damned if that thing didn't crush me. (laughs) It cost us the podium. Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. We crushed the whole everything else yeah. that was CrossFit. I didn't have this hundred pound stone, and it it did. And I'm like, I win the mentality. Oh, fuck, it's one fifth, almost one fifth of my deadlift. I can pick that shit up with two hands. <laughs> nope, you gotta have technique. <laughs> Found that out, <laughs> dumbass. So, is there a time you shouldn't compete? Absolutely. Yeah, I see it. Unfortunately, you know, I love having competitions here, mm-hmm. and um, but there's sometimes I. The, I, sometimes it's just you shouldn't you shouldn't put an athlete out there. They're just not prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, we release all of our standards up front mm-hmm. because a couple of reasons. One, it gives someone confidence is if if it's their first competition. Like, so we put uh, minimum uh, weight requirements that they're going to have to that they're going to have to uh, perform over and over again for repetition. So we put that out there because they can look at it. Okay, I can do this, or be you know. I can't do this, right? So we don't want them to come into something and not be able to do something and and then feel like they've failed when they haven't, right? However, comma, that's provided that they read 
the minimum requirements. I, you know, Mo. I had. Uh, I control what I can control. <laughs> one of the, the the competition I helped throw recently, uh, it was Power Hour uh, with Trinity Competitions. Chris Galvan, he's like my brother down in San Antonio. Looks like you too. <laughs> we could be cousins, definitely. So with that one, the athletes, the teams got to pick how they did the workouts in whatever order. Well, I was over. I was listening to one of the teams, and I guess one of the team members hadn't really fully read everything and didn't understand her role in that particular competition. So she just like attacked like some deadlifts and just destroyed them. And they were like, "All right, your turn again." And she was like, "What?" <laughs> and like to see the other three teammates just look at her and just they wanted to stab her. Yeah. You know, so you got to read. You got to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fine. I don't make it fine print. You know. But yeah, I think there's. You know, you want to. Uh, there's times that you shouldn't when, if you see requirements, and I, people are starting to do this because I think the requirements need to be, <laughs> the requirements got to be out there because it gets it gives you confidence. But at the same time, I don't want to go and I, as an owner and coach, I don't want my athletes doing something that it, they could possibly injure get themselves. And as a event thrower, you don't you, want anybody. Doing you don't that. want anybody getting injured at your competition. No, and, and knock on wood, I am. Yeah, same. You know, yeah, dude. It's that's one thing that I always. There's certain things I don't put in in my competition to reduce and take the um, injury po- injury potential potential out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's it's it's. I don't put sketchy shit in our stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got to find other ways to challenge them that I maybe I'll challenge my athletes with that I have control with, but mm-hmm. I don't know these other ones. But yeah, make sure you can do this stuff. Don't come in here and go into another competition and get hurt when you could have, you know, said, ah, I just got to work a little bit more on this. And, you know, it's kind of that fine line, you know what I mean? Or, you know, being a little bit humble about your current capabilities and maybe yeah. dropping a division, going from RX to scale. Yeah, that's, you know. Like, if there's if there's a comp that has, like, multiple bar muscle-ups, I'm, I'm not going to do RX. Because <laughs> I'm just, you know, gymnastics just ain't my thing. I don't have that. I don't get it. I'm strong. You know, I can lift things heavy. I can throw things, all that good stuff. But, you know, gymnastics, I'm just not gymnasty. I'm not good upside down. So, you know, it, could, could I feel bad about myself for not doing RX? No. I'm good. I know yeah, my limitations. But that's a huge separator. We're, yeah. I'm talking, you know, a bar muscle up, you know, a muscle up or any general. It, it's a, usually a fucking hard line. Like. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes what's keeping people from doing RX. Or like Bro said uh, when we were talking about the open, if you don't want to be separated, get, get a muscle, muscle up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that simple if you're that close. But, yeah, just just be cautious. And, and there, are, there are times when you shouldn't, and there's definitely times that I think you should test your fitness. And don't live in that shell of, like, it can be intimidating. It's mm-hmm. almost, as it, in my opinion, from my experience, it's almost as intimidating to do your first competi- competition as it is to walk in the CrossFit gym for the first time. Because I would you, agree. you're getting exposed to people you don't know. You're getting exposed to workouts you have no control over. You got people watching you. You got people, if you're in a team atmosphere, people are now relying on, relying on you. And, and here, you, you only fuck yourself yeah. when you don't do well. But I'm going to turn that around. That's another reason you should do team competitions mm-hmm. because you go so much harder because you're looking at your person in the eye who just crushed it. Uh-huh. And now they have that same expectation of you. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I hate you. But they're, you know what? They're, they're expecting it of you now because you are a team mm-hmm. and you've been put in your spot to perform to your best. A certain workload. Yeah. And they don't think that you have to kill it. 
but they want you to give your best. They yeah. want you to do your best. Another time, perhaps, that you should consider not competing yeah. is if you're coming off an injury. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all want to get back on that horse, but sometimes it's just too soon, depending on what the injury is. Yeah. I mean, I you know, Jenna, it, she, you know, she's got a jacked up hip, and probably nobody knows about it, but us in, internally, you know, mm-hmm. she hasn't squatted for about three months, maybe four months. And uh, she's been kind of held back. You know, she's got it. She's had to do some stuff in the open. Um, but we were we were kind of concerned with her going to the Arnold on, you know, we we're, were very thankful that there was no heavy squatting in there because we didn't want to push it. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to heal. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Don't don't tread. Don't tread those waters, because I've seen people um, come back too soon and, and then re-injure it. Now the recovery is double mm-hmm. because it's not. They're, when they originally injured it, they, they had so much uh, structure stability. Mm-hmm. That stru- structure is now broken, and then there's fallout even greater because now you're not as stable. So now you're As gonna, you were before the injury. Right. So now you're going to injure other elements that's, say it's a shoulder. You know, let's say, you, you know, you, what, I don't know. Delt, delt's messed up, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have a rotator muscle that's kind of jacked up. When that's not as stable and you're trying to go overhead again. You start compensating. You, you compensate. Now your other two ro- rotator muscles, I think it's two, I think you have three. Yeah, so you have your other two rotating muscles, um, now they're going to be heavily compromised. Now you could now you could get a, another injury on either one or both of those. Now you're talking the potential of a total shoulder. Yeah, a, a possible tear, yeah. whatever. Mo's right. Don't, don't come back too quick on the injury. And I would say if you're a typical RX athlete, I think uh, Bruce did this from Skyfall, and um, he's been competing in some scaled mm-hmm. competitions, and he's a true RX athlete. But yeah, he, he's, absolutely, but he's coming off a pretty significant. Very significant injury, yeah. and, and I think that's cool that he – it's not sandbagging. It's, he isn't – he shouldn't do RX because – um, being a competitive athlete, when you put that under a certain amount of load, mm-hmm. the skill division doesn't get loaded near as heavy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But so he's being smart about it. That's that's the smartest thing. Yeah. He's getting to compete. He gets to test his fitness. He gets to represent his gym. But think about what him competing in that skill division with his skilled athletes is doing to their confidence, though. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm competing side-by-side side with hey. Bruce. Oh, shit. Not only I need the, to step my shit up. Right. Not only the confidence – but they're going to go so much harder and they're going to hurt so much more because he's putting it all in. You know, he's still kind of limited, I believe on certain aspects as far as loads and shit. Um, but, but yeah, but that's secondary impact. (laughs) I don't think he even considered when he started, decided to suit up with those, with those scaled athletes who are truly scaled, who are truly scaled. But just think about what it does for them emotionally. Like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm, I'm competing with Bruce. We're going to crush this shit. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. Got to keep up, especially if you're teamed up with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, luck. Yeah, right? if you're going right behind him, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So lastly, if you're unsure, if you're an athlete, you're unsure about competing, you know, who do I talk to? What do I do? Do I just I just bite the bullet? Do I, what, what do I do? Yeah. I, like we, we say on anything, you got to refer back to your, your coach. Um, I think that's huge. Someone that coaches your class typically that mm-hmm. knows how you move, knows everything about you. It's like, hey, I, I seen this competition online because sometimes there's there's events out there I don't see, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if they don't list the requirements or even if they did, I, say I don't see it, come to me like, hey, there's this competition. You think I should I should do it? And I'm like, well, my first question is, 
you know, what, what's, what's the workouts, yeah. right? I need to As know. a coach, that's the first thing right. I'm going to ask is, you know, what are they doing? Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want you going out there and, and hurting yourself and, 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 or getting a bad taste, mm-hmm. right. Uh, of people staring at you because, you know, you went into this competition that you maybe shouldn't have. And then now you're going to look at me because I, I failed you as a coach mm-hmm. because I put you in a bad situation. You came to me as for guidance. Yeah. And if I tell you to go ahead and I know that you're not ready, now I put you, that's, I, I'm at fault as a coach now. Or I can facilitate uh, and give you confidence, like we talked about, instead of putting a negative bug in your ear, be like, oh, yeah, you crushed it. Bro, we just did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got this. And I can't wait to watch you kill it. Right. But conversely, if, an athlete asks about a competition and they are well above the requirements for that. Also have that honest conversation with them yeah. because, and I'll give you an example, like Festivus, if you haven't heard of it, it's a competition strictly designed for athletes that are the rest of us, you know, just like <laughs> Festivus from Seinfeld, you know, there's no RX division. It's all intermediate and scaled. Inter- yeah, inter- interme- I think intermediate scaled novice and masters, I think are the different divisions. And they have two a year, their whole, I think they're all over the world actually now. Are they? I believe so. But I had one of our newer athletes come to me. I was like, hey, Mo, I saw this competition come up. And I was thinking about going in it. Now, granted, this guy's new to CrossFit, mm-hmm. but he's strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, maybe you shouldn't compete in this one because I know one that's coming up that might be better suited for you. And he was confused. He was like, well, you don't think I should compete? And I was like, well... You're not CrossFit, you're not you're not CrossFit strong, but you're strong. Yeah, and this isn't really going to test you in the way you need to be tested. We ain't getting your one rep, bro. We're getting <laughs> how, can you fifty <laughs> really fast? Yeah, and so having that honest conversation with him, and because at first he was like, "Oh, you don't think I'm good enough?" I'm like, "No, dude, that's not it at all. This isn't for you." Yeah, you came in from another avenue of sport where you were, you know, top twenty five percent of your sport. You just transitioned a bunch of skills into our sport, mm-hmm. but some of those skills translate, and you have a lot of them. I mean, this guy was doing a muscle-up in a month. I mean, that's the kind of transferable skills that he had. Right. Uh, I think he was a football player. Okay. But just jacked and strong, smart, you know, but also intelligent about how to exercise. So always asking for feedback, always asking questions. And, you know, if he would have gone to that competition, it, we would have looked like bad bad coaches by telling him to get in this competition. And that's, that's kind of what I – I've seen it, unfortunately, not in only my competitions, but in others. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want people to compete and I want ours to sell out. Right. And it's not all financial. It's because I like to get as many people exposed to a competitive uh, atmosphere as possible. Mm-hmm. Cause I know what it does from our members and what it did for me, mm-hmm. it takes your training to another, another level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you want to be smart about that and you don't want to rush into it because, um, I just, just it does look bad for mm-hmm. the gems that you said that they sent like, man, they should not be RX store. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and, and making sure as a trainer or someone who's been approached as a confidant yeah. that you look at the entirety of the competition, because there's some events out there where it's like, there's no divisions. It's just one division. Yeah. There's, you know, yeah, it's no like an RX open or, division. It's Arnold. Arnold's yeah. Like no Arnold's. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no division. So if you don't have athletes that can lift X weight or do X movement, have a conversation with them. You know, maybe they just want to be about the experience, and that's fine. But 
do them the service of explaining to them what's about to go down. The Arnold, like, seeing it for the first time, that's pretty legit comp. Yeah, you know, I... <laughs> The Arnold's tough. Uh, it's not the toughest. I think his other one, the uh, Validus, is that's the hard, his hardest competition okay. of the year. Yeah, the one that comes up in June. Not only because you're dealing with uh, the heat, the elements outside, because a lot of his stuff is done. Majority of his competition in the Validus is outside. Mm-hmm. So you're about in the, uh, the elements in late June or uh, uh, almost July. And um, that's one factor. But the Arnold's tough. And it's also, there's no requirements that are listed. So you got to be. Per- oh, you just got to come in naked. There, there's you don't know okay. what's coming. I know what's coming, and then you know I, he he he. We're very similar, him and Genetti and I. Like we we test things that are very that you would consider maybe not complex, but when you start pairing them differently mm-hmm. with certain things, these they become now it's a complex piece of shit when the <laughs> you know? when, when different systems are taxed in different manners right and orders and that's kind of i think that's what i appreciate yeah. about some of the i know that he had some input on the programming this year um he typically always does it um but you know that's what we do you, you like to tax these systems that as an individual isn't bad but when you start you know putting them together then it's um it's uh pretty much uh it crushes your system right and you don't want to do that to an athlete whether they're uh, you know your high end athletes or they're your brand new athletes, you don't want to set them up for failure. No, especially when they come to you for advice. Advice, yeah. Mo, you <laughs> said I'd be good. How come I wasn't good? How come I died after Wad one and there's eight more? You said bros competitions were easy. I did. I, was I drunk? Yeah. yeah. So to wrap it all up when and why you should compete. Me personally, I think it's a huge boost in the confidence of the athlete because they will realize abilities that they didn't see within themselves. Once you get inside the lines and the adrenaline's pumping, and especially if you're in a team comp, you know, you just see people rise to new heights because now their teammate is depending on them. Dude, we need, we we just need two more reps. Just get them. And you're just like, okay, I guess I got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the team is cool. And then the, I, I just I don't know it, it does it's it's it does so much for the individual on everything you know your first tough mud or your first Spartan race it's not going to be as good as your fifth no you know what I mean and you know your first weightlifting meet it's not going to be as good as your tenth you know and it just takes time mm-hmm. repetition but in all honesty the only time you really get to put everything to a full test is in a competition mm-hmm. you can train your ass off in the gym right and you can you can be killing it mm-hmm. but. When you go to an actual competition, you pay an entry and mm-hmm. you are held to a specific standard and, and the adrenaline's you're at, going. You're at someone else's and, house. And you're going. And I'm, you go hard in the gym. <laughs> you go a lot harder when in a, comp. when a competition when you're fucking three, two, one, go and you're on wad one. I'm killing it. <laughs> and you come out too hot and then you fizzle. That's what you learn. <laughs> That's what I learned. Like I tell everybody like, bro, you're going to come out too hot. And what I do, I'm coasting, bro. Yeah. I learned. Yeah. I learned. I came out too hot too often <laughs> and I fizzled fast and I was a, a shit mess, uh, four minutes to an eight minute AMRAP, right? So you got, that's what you learn, right? And when you learn that stuff, then you start getting better. When you get better and you start not just working out, but you start actually into, implement, or, uh, implementing uh, game plans and, and strategy and strategy. Yeah. And then you pair that with your fitness. Mm-hmm. Now you go to another level. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to that level, now you can train to another level. Mm-hmm. And then 
and every, it's all compounding. It, it compounds to everything yeah. and every every type of competition there is. For I don't care if it's chess to CrossFit, it doesn't matter. Everything in between. The more experience you get at a competitive level, the better overall fitness you're going to achieve. Mm-hmm. And for CrossFitters out there, that if you've never done one of those adventure style races, I, I I challenge you to do it. I've never done one. You should do one, bro. Seriously, because everybody says that, man. But do they know I don't like to run at all? Well, that's why I do CrossFit. But you know, but that, that, I do CrossFit because I don't like to run. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's cool because you do it with a group of people. You know, you help each other get to these obstacles. You know, someone maybe has never done a monkey bars or they're, you know, or there's stuff on fire you have to run through. But I think at that moment when you cross that finish line and you get that medal or that hat or that headband or whatever and the beer, the beer tastes so fucking good after you finish one of those races. (laughs) You know, I don't like Bud Light, Mo. I don't like Milk Ultra. If they if I can put my pinky up and drink it, I'm cool. No, I've honestly thought about doing that. I know you can put teams and stuff in yeah. it, and actually someone brought that up. He, I'm not hating on it. I no, just it's one of those like constantly varied things. Just just try. You know, yeah. if you haven't done it, just try it. Just try it once. All right, guys, I'm gonna fucking try one. <laughs> as long as I don't have to go underwater. Uh, tough mutter, you have to the the Arctic enema. Okay, it's well, a it's a shipping container filled with like water that's like I got a hole in my eardrum, thirty four degrees. <laughs> so I got I can't go underwater. Yeah, don't do that one then. Yeah, all right. So all if right. you find one that I don't need to go underwater, I'll do it. Wrapping it up again, just it's going to help elevate your fitness. I mean, I think that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. You'll you might not know when you're ready, but your coach does. Yeah, lean on your coach. Yeah. So this week's call to action. Tell us about your first competition. Tell us if you did like grow and you came out too hot and wound up a smoldering <laughs> pile of crap with four minutes into an eight-minute AMRAM. Or tell us about your successes or tell us about what you learned about yourself from that very first competition. So I think that's all we got for this week. I'm Mo and I'm out. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More. Or shoot us an email at can I get one more at gmail.com. Is there a time you shouldn't compete? Yes. If it's a cannonball at CrossFit Excess. <laughs> if you're unsure about competing, what should you do? Just fucking do it. In the, in the words of Brody, stop being a bitch. Don't be a bitch, no. It's don't be a bitch. I'm first T-shirt. Don't be a bitch. After it'll have hashtag, hashtag progressible, <laughs> and then another one. Dot dot dot. Window. Window. Yeah, yeah. The coach was sitting there looking through that thing <laughs> with the glass. Wow. You know that fucking big See, square thing. That's how fucked up it was. I blocked that shit out. Like that's out of my memory. You know, it was, uh, I was Melissa t- said that was the heart. That was the funniest shit she's heard out of all our episodes. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. So it was, um, met with my, my dad yesterday after I left the gym, had a beer and uh, some food and my mom was there. She's like, I haven't listened to your podcast yet. I'm thinking, fuck oh, shit. Yeah. I haven't told my parents. I'm- <laughs> Mom, I, I don't think you'll like the material, is what I said. <laughs> I don't think it's... I, don't I think still don't... I it. don't cuss in front of my parents. Yeah. Still. I, I don't either. I barely started drinking in front of my parents. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm saying. I'm fucking 44 years old. Right. <laughs> my mom's going to hear this and be like, you need to come to church. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, what?
I can't believe you. She call you by your middle name too, like when you're in a whole mess of trouble. Brody is my middle name, so yeah. <laughs> oh, what's your first name? I'll, I'll edit it out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you tricking me. I almost hey? got him.